Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and today I want to talk a little bit about polyculture and companion planting. Now a few years ago I used to grow biodynamically and the biodynamic gardening method or farming method was developed by Rudolf Steiner who was an Austrian um, philosopher, scientist and um, thinker and he came up with this method of um, gardening and growing food where really your plants are... um, categorized into different um, groups depending on what that plant is being used for. So you'd have leaf plants which were things like cabbage, kale, Swiss chard. Um, You would have fruiting plants so things like tomatoes or peppers, um, pumpkins, like things that are fruiting that you then eat. Um, You would have flowering plants so your flowers would be part of that but also plants like globe artichokes um, would come under those and then you would have root crops so things um, that you know we use the roots for so parsnips carrots um, rutabagas and beets those kind of plants are all kind of together and um, basically what you do during um, biodynamic gardening is there is a calendar and it tells you which days to tend those certain types of plants and it depends on you know when the moon is in a corresponding astrological sign so for example you would only tend leaf plants on leaf days and that would mean that you wouldn't hoe or weed or fertilize unless it is that correct growing period when the moon's in that astrological sign so for plants it would be uh for the watermen right for leaf plants taurus or the bull would be for root plants for example um and i loved growing in that method i saw some really interesting um you know plants that grew really well by following this technique however um if you have been listening for a while you know that I quite like to mix things up in a garden bed. Like I really like to have a diverse planting. I love growing in a polyculture um, type of method, which is also known as companion planting or growing lots of different plants together. And I soon found that when I was growing um, biodynamically, it was really quite difficult because my beds are always mixed and they're always mixed with different plants because that helps foster diversity and helps to you know work with um nature in terms of you know pest control um lots of other different things and certain plants actually help each others to grow so i realized that um it was more difficult to kind of manage my gardening style like my natural gardening style using biodynamics and I started to notice some really great um, synergies happening just by planting different crops together so and part of the reason for me telling you this story about how I was growing by a different gardening method is that I wanted you to know that 
experimenting and trying different gardening styles is okay and it's okay if things don't work and you decide that you want to grow in a different manner that's one of the beautiful things about having your own garden is you can grow it the way that you want to and you're not having to conform so much to you know certain techniques that people are telling you you feel free to experiment and work with what is growing in your space so let's talk a little bit about companion planting what is companion planting well essentially when two or more crops are grown together for the benefit of either plant or both plants plants are grown together for many reasons right you can grow them together for attracting beneficial insects to help pollinate or um, grow ones that are heavily scented to deter pests by using odors and this type of planting is very popular in permaculture um, for example strawberries growing under fruit brushes are a very um, popular kind of companion planting you'll also see it a lot in guilds within the permaculture space like guilds being set up for um, growing plants so the plants are all benefiting from one another and something that is being provided by each plant um, by growing in a companion planting or polyculture method, so polyculture, not permaculture, polyculture is mixing your plants together and growing diversity together. But growing in these techniques also mirrors the way that nature grows. So for example, if you have uh, taken a walk out into woodland or a forest or even the coast, right, you're going to see that there are lots of different plants growing together. It isn't just one thing growing growing and you know only that thing and companion planting really works by you know bringing together those natural affinities of plants right whether it's scent caused by essential oils that are in the plant which help deter pests for another um, and there's some really good well-known examples of these companion planting combinations so let's run through some of these because you might be able to grow some of these in your garden if it's too late for you to grow them this year then definitely keep them in the back pocket or maybe try working them in for your garden next year so tomatoes and french marigolds um it's uh definitely a popular combination right the marigolds are supposed to deter whitefly and are very popular when planted inside greenhouses by the doors in colder climates to help reduce whitefly from coming into the greenhouse and attacking the tomato plants that you have in there it's a very popular one from from the uk um basil and tomatoes growing together are not only delicious combination to eat but the basil is um supposed to be really really hated by aphids and will help keep those pests away from your tomatoes and any other crop nearby that are favored by aphids so if you have plants that are often covered with aphids you might want to try planting basil amongst those plants um peas and poached egg plant so poached egg plant is a it's a flower it's not an edible plant um but they're a really interesting combination together so the peas can be eaten but the you know the poached egg plant is really there for attracting pollinating insects like bees they've got these really simple flowers that make them look like a poached egg um so those help to bring 
these pollinators into the area and then help get them to your pea flowers and then that'll help create a higher yield of peas on the plant um, it's also a really good plant to attract hoverflies and hoverflies are a really great thing to have in the garden they look a little bit like bees like a fly bee they're you know they've got like yellow and black brown stripes on them but they kind of hover above a plant and kind of chill out there for a little bit but their larvae love to eat aphids so growing that will also help with your pest control because you're bringing in these beneficial insects clover that is growing in pasture or in grass such as a lawn helps to fix nitrogen in the air and then it releases the nitrogen into the soil that the grasses can then use which improves the yield of grass it also can help improve like the appearance of of the grass as well because it's going to give it that nitrogen that's going to give it that flush of green um, and make it look really lush and verdant um clover is really good at um bringing in um beneficial insects as well especially if you allow it to flower so clover's got a lot of um cool uses and um if you listen to the episode about using cover crops um in your um intensive garden i believe we touch on uh using clover in there as well all right three sisters uh, squash pumpkin corn and beans is a very common polyculture gardening system or a companion planting gardening system and it's one that is often fraught with a lot of trouble um i mean i don't know a person who hasn't grown um this particular method right of the three sisters so a squash or a pumpkin corn and beans together and hasn't had problems with them growing so sometimes it'll be the beans are way ahead of where the corn is and they're struggling to find something to grow on or the pumpkin has taken over everything and smothered um, all the other plants from coming up or the corn's coming in but nothing else is growing um you know this one is all about timing and i think there's a lot of differences where you are and how you grow this um so for me i would either plant out my corn way early um or start it inside and then transplant it out so the corn is taller i would then give it a couple of weeks Um, until the corn is really kind of settled in and starting to make a a substantial amount of growth then I would put in some climbing beans and then I would leave it a couple more weeks until those beans are really established and then I would start my pumpkin or my squash um, but I would be starting that from seed rather than a transplant so it's going to be a little bit slower so it it really depends on where you are um and how the plants are going to grow in your area and of course you know the the types of corn that's being used the types of beans and the types of um, pumpkin or squash are all going to factor into that but really you know this is a prime example of um, companion planting so the beans fix the nitrogen from the air as food for the corn and the squash 
the corn acts as a support for the beans to grow up and the pumpkin or the squash grow underneath the corn and the beans acting as a mulch so they suppress the weeds and help to retain moisture um i could get you know i would love to hear from you if you have had success in growing using this gardening method because there's a few people in the facebook group that are trying to grow using this method and i would love to hear from you what your success stories were so um, pop on over to the Facebook group um, to let us know just make sure that you fill out all of those questions um, that you'll be asked to gain entry into the group so my team know um, that you're not a robot and will um, let let you in all right back to some other popular um, companion plants so um, let's talk about tomato plants again um, because the scent of the tomato plant is said to deter cabbage whitefly butterflies and their caterpillars from brassica crops so think cabbage kale cauliflower those kind of plants so you could grow tomatoes relatively close to these plants however a slightly better use um, is broken leaves of tomatoes can be strewn along the row or you could grow a block of plants um, around these brassicas to deter um, you know the the cabbage white uh, butterflies and their caterpillars um, so there's, there's a few options there I quite like the idea of um, putting the tomato leaves around because then they're going to be you know breaking down and adding um to the soil as well as kind of releasing that scent over there um and i recently posted in the facebook group that um one of my cabbages is not looking fantastic because it is being eaten um and for those of you that were looking on there and trying to figure out what it was that was eating it, it wasn't a caterpillar, it was actually snails. Um, so there's some different techniques that we're going to need to take care of the snails. Um, but if you have a, a problem um, consistently with cabbage white butterflies, and certainly in the UK, um, they are a bit of a bigger problem to the point where some people need to um, place a netting over their crop to protect it from um, those uh, pests. Um, consider the tomato plants and when you're pruning those tomato leaves, if they're not um, diseased and you're just kind of taking off healthy leaves to help open things up a bit and create some airspace, um, you could put those together uh, with your brassicas and help um, deter away pests. All right, next one up is carrots and onions. And this is a beautiful example because when you grow carrots and onions together, you deter the flies which attack them. So onions deter carrot fly and carrots deter onion fly. So very popular in Europe growing carrots and onions together and kind of alternating them uh, within a small garden or growing them in kind of blocks and sort of parceling them in between. So growing like, you know, a few rows of onions and a few rows of carrots and a few rows of onions again or a few rows of carrots or something similar. Uh, very popular to grow that way. Um, nasturtiums, so they are an edible flower, um, but you can grow them under corn and it helps to act as a mulch. So it helps to keep the soil moist and the weed numbers down. And they also attract lots of pollinating insects 
And the corn stalks actually help to support the nasturtiums as they grow. And nasturtiums are um, a really interesting crop. They're often grown as a sacrificial crop um, because aphids and black fly are just kind of like drawn to these plants. Also, the uh, the cabbage white butterfly um, would also end up on those plants as well. So if you have a lot of problems with certain pests, you could grow nasturtiums as a sacrificial crop kind of away from the garden a little bit or in an area where you don't mind having these kind of um, pests showing up um, and you know because they're all part of the the overall biodiversity um, of the garden and you know they do perform um, other functions although I can't really think of what they are right now um, but having them you know there does does help um you know whether it's bringing in birds or other predators that are going to help control those populations um moving forwards oh radishes grown in a circle around cucumber plants help to reduce cucumber beetle um so that's a neat little tip um for you and of course the great thing about radishes is you can you know harvest them pretty quickly and then re-sow them again so you can keep successionally planting and harvesting um these plants or you can get slower growing radishes that will take a, a little while you know this is really um, a cool technique if you have a lot of problems with cucumber beetle radishes don't mind growing in a shady spot especially in the heat of the summer it's actually quite beneficial because they're not going to bolt or run to seed um, which is often triggered by the heat so that's a pretty neat one if you have a uh, um, some problems with cucumber beetle um, onions and garlic uh, grown next to lettuce are supposed to ward off some slug and snail uh, onslaught faced by gardeners worldwide I have not seen that to be um, a case um, but other gardeners um, absolutely swear by it so um, if you do have some slug and snail issues then maybe try growing onions and garlic next to those crops which are um, very very much loved by snails and slugs um, you can also um, you know send out the kids to try and pick off as many slugs and snails as they find in the garden especially after you've just turned the sprinklers on or after there has been some rain um, I know that used to be something that Gran would get us to do was to like go out and try and find the slugs and the snails and you know it was a bit of a competition between all the kids right um between me and my cousins how many of us like snails could we get who got the most um you know like a really terrible like easter egg hunt I guess <laughs> um herbs let's talk about some herbs so um yarrow or um hyssop help to attract hoverflies and other beneficial insects into the garden um which is great because you want to attract in those pollinators um to help pollinate things and then they see oh there's a lot more than just this one plant that we've come to there's more things that are here and 
you'll start to bring in um, other pollinators by doing that. Um, parsley can help to deter pests from tomato plants. So if you're not a fan of um, basil, you could try growing parsley instead. Chrysanthemums planted about the plot help to reduce soil nematodes as do french marigolds and there's some information about calendula um, or english pot marigold also helping to reduce soil nematodes as well as also bringing in beneficial insects so you got a, a two for one deal there Mint is said to aid the growth of squashes and brassicas um, and if you're kind of worried about it taking over your plot then maybe just have it as um, containers and you can bury some containers just make sure that uh, your mint is not going to be able to escape out of it or just place containers of mint amongst um, your brassicas and squashes um, and then that will stop the issue of it even uh, trying to escape right because it's going to be in an above ground container um, carrots and beets are beetroots if you're growing them near Swiss chard um, they're supposed to make Swiss chard grow better tansy is a another herb and um, that is meant to repel ants aphids and beetles um, but like mint it can get very invasive it grows big it grows tall um, it definitely benefits from being um, chopped back um, at least once a year to then keep it sort of manageable i've got two patches of tansy growing um outside and um it has got huge <laughs> to a point where um we kind of have to go on a small jungle trek to get around it and into another part of of the garden um chamomile if you're growing that next to other aromatic herbs so things like rosemary or um uh, thyme sage um but growing chamomile with them um is meant to improve their essential oil production making them taste and smell a lot stronger and of course last but by no means least is berry bearing plants so think like currants um, blackberries raspberries all those things they help to attract birds into the garden and attracting birds into the garden will help um, keep pest numbers down because they're going to come in for um, the fruit but then they're going to see oh there's caterpillars there's beetles there's all these other things in here that that we can eat and over the last five years as you know we've been growing kind of fruit um along the outskirts of the garden so around the edges and we're seeing a lot more birds in the garden now and i've had fewer pests this year um aside from the snails <laughs> um but overall i've had far fewer pests than i've ever had um in the previous years and i put that down a lot to the increased number of birds that are being seen in the garden so i would love to know from you what are your companion plants what are the ones that you use in your garden and what are you planning to use let me know over in the facebook group and until next time i hope your garden grows beautifully and i will see you all next week <music>